Welcome to the First Right Podcast, the conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Nick Jeevis, and with us today is famed conservative commentator and author David Horowitz of The Radical Mind, his new book about the woke leftist mob. David, it's great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. So I want to dive in and talk about this leftist mob. It seems to be everywhere. It's in schools. It's in churches. It's in private business. It's in the grocery store. It's on TV. We're sending all of our children or most of our children to these communist schools like Harvard that teach them to be racist and teach them to hate America and that teach them that they don't have to have any facts to to back up their prejudices. Why do you think they're attacking the nuclear family? That's their biggest target. Why are they doing it and are they succeeding? It's classic totalitarianism. They all do it. The cults do it. Um, the religious cults. The Nazis did it. The Soviets did it. They want the state to be God. That's basically it. They, how do you? If the state is the highest power, you have to speak up and fight. Most people don't want to be controlled, but the left is is a very devious, malicious formation. And so it lies about everything and distorts everything and people can't think clearly. But, you know, it's gotten, they finally woke up to the corruption of our school system because they tried these Nazi experiments to unhealthy young people and hid it from their parents. That, that broke this open. You mentioned Nazi, and I want to bring up anti-Semitism on campuses. They have this DEI initiative, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let's talk about that. Well, the Nazis, the Jews were only first. They were the canaries in the mine. The Nazis wanted to create a master Aryan race. So every other race was next in line, as it were. And it's the same thing today. Um, this is a... We, we have a situation in our country where thanks to the corruption of our educational system, which was on full display in those congressional hearings this week, um, uh, is spread through an entire young population uh, who have been schooled in Marxist Nazism. I don't think there's a, a, another word that fits as well as Nazi does to these people, because they're calling for a second Holocaust. It's the same plan the Nazis had. Uh, only Hitler hid his final, we called it the final solution. They had secret conferences to plan the extermination of the Jews, and they built the death camps in other countries to conceal it from the German people because Hitler understood that the German people were too civilized to accept such a program. These Arabs shouted from the rooftops. They commit worse atrocities. Their hatred is bigger than that of the Nazis for the Jews. And, and, uh, and they want everybody to know what the plan is. And what's disturbing is our young people have been so brainwashed at Harvard and other places that they accept it. They think it's uh, pro progressive to want to exterminate the Jews. <laughs> you, 
you had an exchange 10 plus years ago with a student that was seemingly pro-Hamas and there were strong, I guess, feelings on campus that the support of Hamas and anti-Israel sentiments. Do you think this, with the attacks on October 7th, this backlash recently with the president of UPenn being thrown out, is this just the beginning? Is there going to be more backlash, less funding, well, people fired? or? It's going to be, I think we're going to a sea change or a shift in the tectonic plates, as it were. Um, yeah, this is, this is to destroy the leftist coalition behind these Nazi agendas. They've been exposed. Um, you know, keeping the idiot president and racist president of Harvard uh, in her place just makes her a, a, a bigger target. And it's, it's going to unravel this whole system. Yeah, that's quite a day of Harvard. Yeah, you have to defund. Yeah, she's completely protected because she's black. She can be an idiot. She can be a Nazi. It doesn't matter. She's black. She's oppressed. She's entitled. And that's the only reason they didn't fire her. It's going to cost. It's costing Harvard its reputation built up over how old is Harvard? I don't know. 900 years or something. No, no, it was in the 17th century. But um, yeah, this is very good news for patriots that these people finally expose themselves. Speaking of patriots, this is driven a lot by the federal government, by federal money, federal authorities. How do states fight back? Worse than that, the Muslim Studies Department or Middle East Studies Department at Harvard got a billion and a half dollars from these hateful regimes in the Middle East to fund their Middle East Studies program. So <coughs> the most primitive racism in the world is being taught at Harvard by the racists themselves and funded by these sheiks. Uh, it's just quite amazing. And that's why she didn't, she didn't want to condemn the genocide, because they're all for it. Did you notice a single Muslim leader denounced? I didn't. No, they didn't condemn I mean, people, one thing that evil can count on is that if, if the evil they conducts is horrific enough and the lies are big enough, people will, be, will believe them because they're afraid of the reality. The reality is so terrifying that they suppress it. And this is certainly true of the Jews who assisted the Nazis in shoveling the bodies into the ovens. How do you personally cope with such dark material? You write things that are so heavy. How do you keep a cheery attitude, stay positive in the midst that's of all this? That's the release. When you're a writer, you're like, God, aren't you? You create a world. And if you're a good writer, it's, it's one that comes close to reflecting the reality. But putting everything in place and, and, and drawing up the indictment uh, releases you a bit from the anxiety of understanding what's happening. What about for other people that aren't writers? 
you have any advice on how they can cope? Because go out and shout. <laughs> I mean, don't be intimidated. Stand up to these people. Call them out. I, I think that you find a lot of release in that. And you'll find that you have a lot of allies. People are just scared. But in numbers is strength. You've written about President Trump and a few other Republicans. Let's say he wins, a Republican wins. Do you foresee stall tactics? Do you see sabotage, people trying their best to keep him from taking office at all costs? I, this will be the massive, the most massive attempt to steal an election ever. Worse um, than before. They have to win. So first of all, you have to understand their mentality. If they win, all of our people are going to jail. So you can imagine what they think if Trump wins, it's going to happen. My fear is that the Republicans are just going to lack the cojones to do what needs to be done to clean the Augean stables, as it were. Yeah. Is that, is that because they're happy with their piece of the swamp? They just don't want to step up? They're afraid to? They're intimidated, the Republicans? Well, I think if you're a normal person and you see that Ashley Babbitt was a 14-year Air Force veteran was murdered in cold blood on video, and that Nancy Pelosi became an accomplice to this murder when she concealed the identity of the killer and then gave him a medal. She, she ended all investigation, protected the murderer. So if you, their speaker of the house is, is an accomplice to murder, um, that should send chills up your spine if you're in her way. And there are so many like that. I mean, these are evil people. Shit. I, I agree with you. I agree. I think they're they're calculating, and it's scary how calculating they are. And, and to that end, I want to ask I want to ask you about the faith community real quick. Are they doing enough to step up? Are leaders in houses of well, worship in the Christian faith are they leading the charge? That they that they've got a wake up call too. I think they've been slow to defend Christianity and religion. The Jews. Have, been really bad at defending Jews. Um, but, you know, the more they see the handwriting on the wall, the better they're going to be. I just want to also ask you, to wrap up finally, I want to ask you about your book. In your latest book, it's a lot of dire predictions, a lot of truth in there, a lot of harsh truth. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to succeed if the country comes back? Or do you think that it's 50-50, it's up there? faith in the American people, um, which um, I, I, I can't say it's a rational faith, it's a faith uh, and, a, and, a, and a good outcome. I think Americans haven't been tested yet and they usually rise to the occasion when they are tested. So I, I I think people are pretty horrified by the Democrats now and will be even more so if Trump wins. We're hopeful that things turn around and uh, we cheer you on from the sidelines and, and you've spoken a lot of truth and I'm sure that hasn't been easy either so on, on you personally. But well, we appreciate I, it, Jed. For me it's karma. 
was raised by communists. I was part of that movement uh, until my 30s. So I'm paying my dues. <laughs> Before we let you go, what woke you up? What changed uh, from your communist 30s? Uh, so, a book that's been very well received. It's an autobiography called Radical Son uh, about the murder of uh, a bookkeeper whom I had recruited to work for the Black Panther Party. Um, and that woke me up, especially when I saw the reaction of my friends, which was to side with the murderers and say the white power structure had killed her. Which wasn't true. Oh, she was a bookkeeper. And why would the, what's the white power structure? What are they talking about? They don't even make sense if you probe their statements. You know, according to the left, there's a hierarchy of oppression. It's like a totem pole of powerlessness with white males at the top oppressing everybody and black females at the bottom being oppressed by everybody. Uh, and powerless. And you think of Black Lives Matter, they, three black lesbians created the most powerful social movement in it, probably in our, well, undoubtedly in our lifetimes. They've co committed the greatest destruction, burned cities, killed people, uh, caused billions of dollars in property damage. They stole they raised $100 million from America's leading corporations. They got the endorsement of the White House, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Um, you know, I could go on and on with what, and to call these people powerless is ridiculous. And it's so stupid, you'd be embarrassed by being within 100 miles of such a view. Yet it's a dominant view in our schools. Before I let you go, I want to ask you one last question about schools. You mentioned yeah. education a lot. Do you have any suggestions on parents? Should they pull their kids from public schools? Should they be homeschooling? We need to defund. We need to get choice in education. So, so put the education, abolish the Department of Education, put the money in the back in the hands of the parents, let them find a school that will teach their kids, give them the power. Now, now the teacher unions have all the power and they're, you know, you're looking at the Communist Party when you're looking at, what's her name? Renee Weingarten, the head of the teachers union. So you got to get the courage to stand up and be counted. If, if, if your solution is home homeschooling, so be it. Better to take, to get on your city councils get control of the superintendent of education position and throw these people out, should abolish teacher unions. They, they elect the people, the teacher unions, tax the teachers, get, get money from their, from their constituents and use it to elect the people who hire, hire them and protect them and fund them. Even Franklin Roosevelt was against teacher unions. They've, they've taken too much power, I agree. Their propaganda is just all over the schools and they're getting them young. They're 
training a whole generation to believe what you said are gigantic lies. And that, that, that's a huge problem. I don't know how you fight against that other than pull the kids out and, and do what you said, like defund the entirety of it. It's happening. People are attending school board meetings and giving them hell. That's good. Yes, and some getting arrested, unfortunately, in the process. Politics is messy. Amen to that. Well, we'll, we'll close on that. And then we just wanted to thank you again, David, for the work that you're doing and your book, The Radical Mind. Uh, you delve into some topics that we really need to be talking about more. And thank you for at least laying out a plan for some people to cope with what's going on and to fight back. Your, your solution was to stand and be counted. So you're doing that. We're trying to do that. And we hope the rest of the country does that. Me too. Take care. Thank you so much. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. And don't ever forget that by staying vigilant and sticking together, we can bring our country back from the brink. Until next week. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right. All caps, one word to 30161.